0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello, and welcome to Queen's Podcast. I'm Amanda Mata, the host of the Art of History podcast, and I'm also that chick who talks way too much about the royal family on TikTok. On behalf of Katie and Nathan, I'm here to advise you that they've been known to use many a colorful metaphor, and yes, strong language. If that's not your style, they won't be mad, just back away slowly. If you're interested in hearing stories from the past told through some really cool works of art, I hope you'll check out Art of History wherever you get your podcasts. But for now, on with the show. Hi, I'm Katie.
1: And this is Nathan.
0: And you're listening to Queens, the podcast about badass women in history. Hey, guys. Happy New Year, Nathan. Woo, woo. Oh, my God. It is our first episode of a 2022.
1: I know. And I, I wish it was on a happier note.
0: I know. <laughs> Since the last time we left you guys, we lost a legend. Ugh, and...
1: Legend is the word.
0: It's the craziest thing. We went on um, Patreon a couple of weeks ago and asked the people, the Patreon supporters, to vote for the first episode of 2022. And then an event happened. (sighs) We went on to Patreon and was like, hey, we know you guys voted for this one queen.
1: But (laughs) we have to make some room for our lovely gal. Like, I
0: all of our patreon supporters with a resounding like everyone agreed yes you have to cover this queen so before we start out the episode with who is she why don't we say who she's not nathan right
1: like she accomplished so much shit in her life i know how, like, what was she not? Um, she wasn't a criminal, um, no. she wasn't a bigot, um, no, she wasn't homophobic, definitely. So, not like, right. pretty much everything we love here at Queen's Podcast,
0: right? She was very much in our, you know, she had all the qualities that we adore here in this show. Um, not to mention, she was what she was, was. A producer, a writer, an actor, a mentor, an activist. Nathan, who are we talking about today?
1: <sighs> it pains me to say it. Um, but it's Betty White.
0: Yeah, of course it's Betty White, who uh, we lost. I'm already, I'm already
1: cheersing. Yeah. Like, I'm already cheersing <laughs> you right now. We are recording
0: soccer. this on January 9th. We, of course, lost her, I guess, the world has been without her ten days now.
1: Ten days too many.
0: She was the queen of TV. Some called her the queen of sitcoms. Some called her the queen of game shows. Could call her the queen of America's hearts.
1: Everything.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) So, of course, we're going to talk today about the legendary betty white
1: so what we're drinking today is what one of her friends described as her favorite drink Mm -hmm. um she did like vodka and lemon which hashtag same yeah um just lots of vodka on the rocks with lemon but she also liked a martini and if there's some gal that i've got to make a martini for gonna be fucking betty white love it so (laughs) so two and a half ounces of vodka a half an ounce of dry vermouth half an ounce of olive juice but if you like it dirty you Mm. add another half an ounce or two of some olive juice because i like olive juice i'm weird um and then you just fucking shake it you shake it on the rocks and then pour it in a nice martini glass and a fucking cheers, bitches.
0: The Dirty Betty cocktail. I love <laughs> the it. The
1: Dirty Betty. Yas, queen. So
0: <laughs> just like every other January since we've done this podcast, um, Katie is doing dry January. Boo. So, I know, I know. But y'all, <laughs> y'all, my liver is going yay. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> over the holidays, True. my liver was like, girl, please.
1: So I'm doing
0: yes. So I am being a responsible queen and listening to my liver. But I love
1: listening to my liver. I need that listening to my liver.
0: (laughs) I love a dirty martini. I can drink olive juice on its own. So I didn't want to miss out. Okay. I went online and was looking for alternatives. And there are a lot of like non-alcoholic vodkas out there, but I, they're expensive and Mm -hmm. I'd have to order online and nothing was going to get here in time. So I found a recipe that suggested replacing the vodka with boiled potato water. So that's what I've done. I mean, I mean, that makes sense. And then instead of vermouth, I... Vodka's um, made
1: from potatoes, right? Exactly.
0: And then instead of vermouth, I just did olive juice. And then added a little bit of lemon juice, and you know, and the rest this as is. So
1: sounds like it could be.
0: I haven't tasted it yet. I'm not anticipating <laughs> loving it, so I've also made myself a I wish you could see her face. I
1: wish you mm-hmm. could see her face right now. She's like, haven't I
0: tasted it yet. <laughs> I've also made myself a, a lemon flavored tea as a backup. So all yeah, right, she's let's see. Got let's her see what side this. Bitch. Come Let's on. see what this potato dirty betty
1: tastes like. I, I love a dirty betty.
0: Okay, I don't hate it. Okay. I don't hate it. Do you I think you it's because like it? I love I mean, I would never go to a bar and be like, please me get a me. A some dirty me some potato water. <laughs> potato water.
1: I demand you boil some potatoes right <laughs> now.
0: I don't hate it. The funny thing, because I like a medium like Oh, I don't hate it, but once I drink some more, I'll like it some more. And then I'm like, wait, that only works with alcohol. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But now I also have mashed, I also have boiled potatoes that I can make mashed potatoes for dinner tonight with. I think Betty would have loved that. She was a resourceful bitch. She would have loved it.
1: Okay, now time for some Patreon shout outs. So we've got Carrie, Anna Maria, Kelly, Savina,
0: Brooke, Delana, welcome back, Delana. Uh, Love you. <laughs> another Kelly, Andrea, and Jill. Thank you, thank you so much for supporting our podcast. Thank you to all our Patreon supporters and everyone that listens to the show. So, Nathan, are you ready to? Get into the fabulous life of Betty White.
1: You ain't got to get ready if you stay ready.
0: <laughs> Why don't you get Her. us started?
1: <laughs> so Betty Marion White was born January 17th, 1922 in Oak Park, Illinois. Um, so she's a Capricorn. If you're taking notes here, um, lots of mental and physical stamina, not afraid to put themselves out there and Always trust their instincts. So, I mean, really, this is, our girl. this is our girl. Yeah. Right? This is her. Um, her parents, let's get into our 1920s realness. Their names were Horace, which is like my grandpa's name. Um, <laughs> Horace White and Christine Tess. Um, Daddy O was an electrical engineer, which may come in handy, and mom was a homemaker
0: um a lot of people think that you know the name betty that's usually short for elizabeth or something yeah but her her legal name at birth was betty she was yeah this was her
1: first major scandal (laughs) (laughs) was was her name betty or was it elizabeth oh my god um some people really think it was elizabeth but i mean the birth certificates don't lie yeah. Um, her name you know, is Betty.
0: I wish my parents would have just named me a short... Because, like, my name is actually Catherine. And, like, I have to remind myself when I go to, like, the DMV or the doctor's office, they're not, they're not going to call Katie. They're going to call Catherine. Because, like, sometimes when people call Catherine, I'm like, I wish Who's this was Catherine. So, like, Who's if you're just going to call them a nickname, just name them the nickname. I don't know.
1: When she was little over one years old, so she was, like, one and a half, um, the whites. Pack up and move on west to the suburbs of Los Angeles. Uh, don't worry. This isn't like babies need jobs situation. Like, her
0: mom was not being a stage mom. They yeah. just moved out west because that's where the money was.
1: Babies still don't need jobs. Babies don't need Hashtag.
0: jobs. <laughs> babies don't need babies.
1: So they weren't pushing her to do anything. Just yeah. They need to move west. They need to live a new life.
0: Right. It's where the money was. Yeah. Which might be important, being that this is the late 1930s, and uh, oh, what I see where this is going. What you know? Think back to your history lessons. What was happening in the late 1930s?
1: It's real depressing.
0: But I'm um, sh-
1: and it's great. <laughs> uh, it's called the great depression yes um <laughs> yes
0: the, the,
1: <laughs> i'm trying to like Depression.
0: let's eat cardboard um, no in the u.s awesome. u.s history late 20s to mid 30s i think i misspoke earlier late 20s to mid 30s is the great depression And everyone was depressed because they didn't have any fucking money.
1: No. And all jokes aside, this is like a huge bummer in like world history. Like everything crashed. Everything was off. Nobody had food. Nobody had money.
0: You hear some really heartbreaking stories of the Great Depression. I think I've read stories about like mothers that couldn't afford to feed all their children. So they literally like sold their children to like farms that needed farm hands and stuff like that. And people were like scraping the wallpaper off the wall to have something to eat. Like, it's, oh,
1: God. It was
0: a very, very dark time, which actually sent me down rabbit hole number one.
1: <laughs> Not
0: surprised. Girls, girls. Because, like, in history class, whenever we were in high school and stuff, we only learned about it from like a US standpoint. But the Great Depression was international. Um, uh-huh. Mr. No, worldwide, was worldwide, much like Pitbull. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you go there? I'm you sorry. There?
0: <laughs> no, but okay. The, okay. Interna- okay. Okay. the international decline of the economy like really hit Germany before it even hit the US, which actually had to do with like the rise of the you know, the unsettled, population bringing in hitler um uh, yeah like, like
1: i knew this was coming i mean i've researched betty white like uh, i've researched you knew hitler
0: was gonna world. come in the early 20th century what a surprise oh <laughs> uh,
1: uh, it just uh oh uh, sorry
0: let me dig myself out of that rabbit hole back to betty white and everybody so being
1: poor. what we're getting at is everybody poor except at least in betty's retelling of her childhood like it wasn't that bad they didn't suffer that too much yeah. like dad she said she was spoiled like mm-hmm. in her childhood like she said it
0: so unless she is just painting a rosy picture it seems like her parents really sheltered her from the hardships that were going on
1: she was a kid so of course you shelter them from that right like but not I mean... all
0: children i think had the luxury of being sheltered yeah. from it
1: To Shay. So, like we said, her dad was an electrical engineer, which pretty much can be used in a lot of facets here. Yeah. Her dad was able to feed his family by selling crystal
0: radios. Okay. It sounds like something that would be sold in goop, if I'm being honest.
1: (laughs) Okay, so Betty White's not a witch.
0: Okay. Or is she? Uh, but, I mean, this biography but, just took a new turn. Uh, was Betty White let, a witch? You heard it well, here. Queens she's, podcast. A witch. she's a witch.
1: It's a witch. So, a crystal radio is run on crystals that produce radio waves. So, crystal radio makes sense. Um, so, her dad was a witch. The Queen's podcast statement her dad was a witch.
0: Yes, Betty. <laughs> Betty White was a witch. End of episode. Good night, guys. Dad would make these radios and trade them for things like food and stuff. But if there was a family that was in need and they couldn't pay or they didn't have anything to barter and they needed a radio, he would trade them for dogs.
1: Ha. Same.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean same. <laughs> Which really helped the families in need because uh, I think Betty White in her biography said something like, radios don't eat, but dogs do. So it would kind of be like one less mouth to feed for these families. That makes sense. Yeah. I read something at one point, they had like 20 something dogs. Yes. Which. Yeah. Like, sign me <laughs> up. I mean, me a up. little
1: too much. Yeah, sign me up if I have the property to do that on Right. Right now, right now, I don't know if I could house 20 dogs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Betty was her parents' only kid, and she was really close to both of them. Though she would joke sometimes she wondered if they were disappointed that she wasn't a dog or a cat. <laughs> But Betty would also say that her mother had this impeccable comedic timing, which Uh tracks. This tracks. No,
1: no, it (laughs) absolutely tracks. That's one thing about Betty that she's got that timing. Yes. So in her memoir, If You Ask Me, uh, Betty talks about how every summer her family would go and visit in Sierra Nevada. So
0: like she had cousins out. and aunts and uncles out there. Yeah,
1: they out. would all go out camping. Um, this is not glamping. Mm. Uh, they had donkeys. Yes. I mean, that is not glamping. If you've no. got donkeys. No. I don't need a whole lot of ass. <laughs> 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 I went there. Um, so <laughs> she talks about taking all these donkeys down to the campsite. You couldn't take your car down there. So yeah, I mean this was a You track. had
0: to take a donkey down there and they would stay at the campsites in tents for three weeks each summer. Yeah.
1: Katie is not about it at
0: Mm-mm. all. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. I um I looked up Sierra Nevada. It looks beautiful. I found some Airbnbs nearby with a great view <laughs> that I would love to go to, but I'm not doing This. I don't sleep outside and especially not for three weeks straight.
1: (laughs) You peasants.
0: (laughs) No, to each their own. I'm just really scared of like creepy crawlies.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, scorpions are a thing. Scorpions and snakes and beetles. Oh, my. Oh, my. But uh, Betty White, unlike Katie, uh, loved these trips. (laughs) Loved, 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 loved. So dad was a huge lover of nature, and she's super duper close to her parents. So she just did whatever they did. You know what I mean? She loved
0: whatever made them happy. Yeah, these trips meant a lot to her because for the rest of her life, or the rest of her young life at least, she dreamed of having one job. Nathan, what was her dream job growing up
1: actress is what i would say
0: no she wanted to be a park ranger or a forest ranger
1: like what
0: because of these (laughs) trips and like her dad's just passion for nature and she grew to love it and so she's thinking well i want to work to preserve nature for the next generations so i'm gonna become a forest ranger
1: but guess what guys bag of dicks uh, women can't be forest rangers. Even
0: forestry was a bag of dicks back then.
1: <laughs> women can't wear camo. <laughs> I,
0: don't thi- I don't think forest rangers wear camo, Nathan. <laughs> Maybe they do. <laughs> Maybe they do. Maybe they do. But I, I've never thought, I guess because I've never thought about the credentials of being a forest ranger in the 1940s or 30s or whatever. But yeah, women weren't allowed that career path. Ugh,
1: gross. Gross. So... She attended Beverly Hills High School, so probably grew up all around those high school kiddos we know, like Brenda and 90210 gang, yeah. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but for real, it wasn't quite as glamorous. <laughs> no, not yet. Not
0: yet, at least. No,
1: it's the Great Depression. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. But she got really so she- into the arts. Um, yeah. Yeah. And- Tell us, Nathan.
1: She ended up writing her senior play for the class of 1939. Uh, she wrote herself as the lead role and narrator.
0: <laughs> She's like, I am the writer. I am the lead actress. I am the narrator. The rest of you get in line.
1: I fucking love this for I her. I
0: love it too, <laughs> yes.
1: Like, what just write yourself in. Write yourself into the play. We see
0: you. We see you, Betty. We are you. <laughs> As soon as she graduated high school, she tried to enter showbiz immediately. She started singing songs for this new experimental medium called television.
1: Ooh. ooh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> TV we was still know in this. its infancy. <laughs> we all know those commercials, right? Yeah, like, the yeah. is commercials, like, ooh. ooh. Ah. <laughs> so... This type of work was, like, experimental. Yeah. Because people didn't really know what this, like, electronic box that right. sat in your living room, like, what? what?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like, it's, the, people were literally like, why do we need radio with pictures? And also, her first gig, singing on TV, the broadcast only like reached to down the street or something like that. Like when we talk about local TV, it was like, it was like within the building local. Like
1: Like in the premise.
0: Yeah. So our first gig wasn't, you know, like gonna make her a star it was like gonna be like oh people in the building might know who i am
1: oh Oh. fancy that (laughs) uh but betty hopped around from job to job for a couple of years um she graduated in 1939 and she just went from odd job to odd job like she tried to be a model and they told her she wasn't photogenic enough
0: fuck that because she was (laughs) like that smile those dimples that
1: face like seriously she was
0: so cute like go back and look at pictures of betty white in you know like her younger years adorable i I I have to assume like she had kind of more of like a square jaw and i guess like a lot of the starlets of the time maybe were a skinny, little skinny. Um. Well, I mean, jaw, she was thin. Like, like maybe just. But I don't like, know, like,
1: like a thinner jaw. Like a
0: thin face. Maybe a more oval face or something yeah. like that. But she wasn't not photogenic. She was uh, uh, okay. Horrible.
1: She was photogenic until like she died. <laughs> like <Yeah>. she's gorgeous. <laughs>
0: anyway, we can, we can. I feel like that could be a whole rant. So let's. Yes, <laughs> it could.
1: But she was a commercial model. Yeah. So. She back then and commercials and TV weren't quite what we think what they are today. Um commercials they did live. Like they went on and said, Hey, this new food, like they literally van a white yeah. it in front of you.
0: Yeah. And so she would be the girl in like 'cause they yeah, like you said, they would literally be like in the middle of their scene and be like, and now a word from our sponsors and just turn around and there was a model being a sponsor. And so, it was Betty
1: White. And so, it was I wish this was the part where we talk about her career just taking off and Betty White just goes into oblivion. She will later. Um, but it's not. Um, no. Sorry, guys. Um, this is World War II and Hitler is a thing. And it's yeah. the Great Depression. And now it's war.
0: Ooh. Ugh. Good,
1: good God, God, y'all.
0: What <laughs> is it good for?
1: Absolutely love him. <laughs> uh, so she graduated in thirty nine and entered the war in nineteen forty one And it's like everyone's career was put on hold at
0: right. That point. Like, who's thinking um, about acting when Hitler is out there Hitlering? you know?
1: yeah, yeah, killing people. Jews, you gotta stop you horrible. Gotta stop. You, gotta, you gotta you gotta drop what you're doing and fight for the greater good. I exactly. mean, I totally get it. Yeah. So Betty felt like she needed to do her part. Um, our girl volunteered to support the troops. Um, she hopped in a big-ass truck and drove essentials to the troops stationed in Santa Monica and Hollywood, of course. And by essentials, I mean, like toothpaste, soap, and candy? <laughs> you
0: heard it first. <laughs> heard, it candy.
1: I mean, I gotta have my Snickers bar.
0: <laughs> she also did these, uh, I thought this was really cute. You know how, like, when troops are stationed away, the USO, like Bob Hope, would, like, go out and do little shows and sketches? She did that, like, kind of on the local level. Her and the other girls would put on little sketches at uh, for the troops. And then they would also, like, attend farewell dances for the boys that were about I to get that. shipped off. And so she would just be charming and drive a big truck. And that's what she was doing for her war effort, you know? i
1: love her making everybody smile since 1941
0: 19- or whatever and she looks 1921 adorable
1: 21 when she was born
0: and she looks adorable in her little uh army get up
1: right? i bet so like she's, as as she's not photogenic like fuck you get the fuck out of here <laughs> Anyway. So while serving, someone else noticed that she was cute.
0: Mm.
1: Um, her first husband named Dick.
0: Dick.
1: <laughs> Dick <Barker. laughs> You have to you have to say it with a room. Oh, Dick Barker, yeah. <laughs> so they married in 1945 and they divorced in
0: 1945.
1: Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> But he was a country guy, and you know, after the war, he bought a chicken farm mm-hmm. um, and wanted to just live off the land. I know the, I know that kind of guy. Like, and I know but he's that a kind nature
0: lover and an yeah. animal lover. So at first, nothing she wrong was with like, that. At first, she was like, "That sounds really nice," and then she got there and she was like, <laughs> "Good God, what have I done?"
1: <laughs> She's a city it's- girl. Yeah, just a small town girl.
0: Not L.A. Not (laughs) a small town. She's a big (laughs) town girl. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I mean, she loved camping. She loved camping, but I think once she got there, she realized, oh, I, I like camping three weeks out of the year.
1: I don't like chickens everywhere. I don't.
0: I can't live this way. Yeah.
1: mm -hmm. And so you know, divorce kind of controversial back then. mm -hmm. Um most circles back then women that were divorced in the 40s oh my gosh social suicide yeah like
0: I think it was smart of her to get out of the marriage I don't think it was super smart of her to think that she was ever going to be happy in that life but we all make mistakes yeah I just applaud her for not just like folding to societal demands and being like well I've got to stay with it and have kids and then living a life where she wasn't going to be happy um, she said in her memoir uh, that <clears throat> she never had kids. She was, And she is from a different time, so I don't necessarily agree with this. And she said in her memoir, she was like, a lot of women of modern day are not going to agree with me on he- this. But in my eyes, I could e- either be a mother and give 100% to that, or I could have a career and give 100% to that. I was never going to be able to do both. And she chose a career. And that's right for some people, you know.
1: No, that is a hundred percent what I got from her. This entire research is that that's, I mean, she knew that she wasn't going to be a mother. She was going to mother her career.
0: Yes. And be a mother to hundreds of animals in her life. But anyway, her parents took her back in. Like she moved back in with her parents, which also I think just goes to show again how supportive they were. And, um how knit cuz there were a lot of parents back then that would have been like no you are divorced Bye. you are not bringing yeah. that shame upon this family but her mm-hmm. parents took her back in and it doesn't seem to have been drama so
1: right cool. um after the war betty was ready betty was ready <laughs> betty was ready <laughs> betty was ready she hit betty the movie studios well. um she pursued her dream of being an actress um besides forest ranger well, yeah we'll let that one slide uh, <laughs>
0: women couldn't be forest rangers but they could be famous actresses and that's what she wanted to do so
1: that's what she did uh, she was doing whatever fucking job that she could even unpaid work. Yeah. like her first post-divorce job was at bliss hayden little theater in a show called dear ruth um an actor Can't say that i've heard of it No, me neither. An (laughs) actor-turned-agent named Lane Allen saw her and told her that she needed to pursue acting more seriously.
0: And she's like, yeah, dude, that's what I'm trying to do. She's like, duh. Do
1: do you not see me over here on this stage? Yeah, she liked what he said. In fact, she liked Lane so much that flames on the side of her face. Mm. Uh, Yeah, in 1947, she married him. Uh, that's a big leap from like agent to marriage. Yeah. Uh, But it seems like this was a little bit more of a love match than the first one, to be honest with you.
0: It worked longer, but just slightly. (laughs) It worked slightly longer
1: than the first one. Well, I mean, moral of the story, Lane wanted kids. Betty wanted a career. We just talked about this. So that was Betty's decision was like, no, I want a career. Um, And so they divorced by 1949, and this is the late 40s, like 50s era, and you're divorced- You want a
0: career? What? What? Is your
1: vit- is your uterus sucking up all the blood that's in your brain? Honey, honey, your uterus bussy?
0: must be really how you're not thinking straight. You want a job. You're
1: on your period. You must be obviously. on your
0: period real bad. <laughs> you to want, want a job? A job? No. Uh,
1: An independence. Ugh.
0: I I do think that this probably cuz this is her second divorce and She's like not even in her thirties yet. That this probably put a bitter taste in her mouth towards romantic relationships, thinking no man is ever going to want to l- allow me to love me and allow me to pursue my passions. Um, and so I think for the next long time, she's like, I'm just not even going to fuck around with dating. I'm not going to fuck around with love because I can't. I can't have career and a relationship two which is really sad but for the time that seemed i mean that's what all that signs were pointing part. to yeah yeah
1: no yeah. it's true but betty was still hustling to get her big break whether it's radio theater that weird boxy thing called tv Ooh. um she was going to make it some way somehow mm-hmm. and she finally got her big break in a commercial during the hit radio sh- comedy show called the great gildersleeve
0: oh yeah you know gildersleeve duh
1: sounds like a laugh riot (laughs) uh our girl betty literally just uttered one word for the commercial and everybody was hooked and it was parquet
0: what the fuck is parquet? So,
1: parquet is a margarine back oh, in okay. the day. They were like, oh, butter is bad for you. Try margarine.
0: And parquet. parquet is
1: the margarine. And so she. It literally... just makes me think of parkour!
0: parkour!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, after this, bit parts are rolling in because she's that girl that could just show up and be like, parquet and just say one word
0: and everyone's and everybody's just like that like, was delightful i love
1: her. i love her like wow. that is legit her brand right like parquet she betty, say, parquet betty. <laughs> so betty tried breaking through to the movies but again she's quote-unquote not photogenic
0: which i guess means she's not pretty enough which are you fucking serious she's She's gorgeous she's just so adorable back you know in like the 30s and 40s these like starlets that if you're comparing her next to like vivian lee or something okay she didn't look like vivian lee but who the fuck does look like vivian lee you know or or oh who's mommy dearest no more wire joan crawford joan
1: crawford yeah she doesn't look like
0: these people but she looks like the girl next door. But if you fast forward into like the 50s, the late 40s and the 50s, the girl next door ends up being a very popular prototype. I mean, just look at Debbie Reynolds, you know?
1: Right, right.
0: That's why she's not getting... I don't think anybody thought she was ugly, That, but saying like you're not photogenic enough was just a nice way of saying that you're not like glamorous. You know what I mean? Bitches.
1: So she Bitches. tried her hand at this little silver screen tv thing and started co-hosting a variety show which would go on to set the stage for the rest of her career actually yeah so remember how we said that tv was like in an experimental phase Mm -hmm. and you couldn't you couldn't see me but you could see me doing that right now right listeners like i quoted it
0: quote unquote
1: (laughs) so This variety show is a really good example of her career like wildly popular DJ named Al Jarvis was given a TV show and they call it Hollywood on television.
0: So by the time that Betty joined this show it was had already been like a wildly popular radio show that they changed to a TV show and they were just like we need a girl. And I guess Betty just happened to be the right place at the right time. She's like, I, 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 I do uh, happen uh, to be a girl. And, and I
1: want to make money.
0: And they're like, oh, it's the butter girl, the margarine chick. Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> Come on. And yeah, Nathan, tell us about the recording schedule for television or Hollywood on television.
1: Five and a half hours a day. Like, I, I love you, Katie, but if I had to record with you for five and a half hours, I would still love you after all of it.
0: But how many days a week?
1: Uh, my God. uh, Six days. Like, six only one day off.
0: days a week, five and a half. I know we all work, you know, 40 hours a week or whatever, but this is like recording. It's like live TV for five yeah. and a half hours a day. Ugh. Six days. And they just... Nobody knew what to do. So they would have, you know, they'd play the records and just like everybody just sitting there listening to the records. Then they would be like, I guess we're going to have like a magician on, a tap dancer. And then somebody one day turned to Betty and was like, can you sing? And she was like, I can sing. Can I? Can I? (laughs) And so then it also became a reoccurring feature where she would sing on episode just because they didn't have you had to fill five and a half hours six days (laughs) a week
1: full of shit yeah
0: somehow this is a huge
1: career move for betty at this point she is making money honey
0: no more unpaid Bit parts anymore for Miss White.
1: Yeah. And then Al Jarvis ended up leaving the show. And in 1952, Betty
0: decided to host the show her
1: damn self.
0: Yes. <laughs> when Al Jarvis was there, she was making $50 a week. When he left, she was making $300 a week. That roughly comes out to $300 a week in modern day would be about now making about $200,000 a year, which okay. for a TV star now isn't a whole lot.
1: A whole lot. But-, but for
0: a girl who has been twice divorced, living with her parents, to now be like this out of nowhere, this self-sufficient working actress, was it was fucking huge for her, is what we're getting at.
1: I know. And she was the first female talk show host yeah and she was even nominated for um an emmy for best actress so fun fact emmys are not what you think about today like emmys were your body of work throughout the year as opposed to like this one show i thought that was
0: really interesting because now when somebody's nominated you're nominated because of
1: elizabeth elizabeth moss in the handmaid's tale like it's not her exactly. whole years worth that of one work. Role. It's just that I thought
0: that was really interesting.
1: But she didn't win. But it's cool. She'll win one another day, bitch. Uh, she's got plenty of time. <laughs>
0: she and some a friend that also worked on Hollywood on television with her. They start a production company called Bandy Productions they decided to make their own show. There was this reoccurring sketch on their current show about this married couple who would like get into shenanigans and just cute little sketch show. So they made that into its own TV show. Life with Elizabeth. was (laughs) one of the executive producers, which she wasn't the... First woman to produce a television show ever, but she was definitely one of the first. And she actually had creative control over that show, which, I mean, until Lucille Ball, you know, for a woman to star, produce, and get creative control, that wasn't really a done thing. So I just think that is so, so cool.
1: Yeah, Lucille Ball. Uh, Desilu Productions was in, like, yeah. 1957, and so it's, like, five years after Betty White had her own production studio, so. Simmer on that. Simmer and on her, that. And her her, and, um,
0: <laughs> Lucille Ball would actually go on to be very good friends. They had a lot in common. Yeah. Friends.
1: Of course, strong, powerful women who yeah, know what the yeah. fuck is funny. Yes. So, Life with Elizabeth was syndicated across the country and the country fell in love with this like bubbly, hilarious, Betty White like. I remember looking at scenes from it and she yeah. would just cut that look. She she's, she's so just got this sparkle
0: in her eye cuz she's supposed to play this wife that's mm-hmm. like always getting into trouble, you know, very of its time. But like, just she just has this way of captivating people and just being like, she's fucking adorable.
1: Yeah, I know. It's that little glint, that little twinkle.
0: The country fell in love with her. I One quote that I thought was really cute okay. of hers is she was like, actually, I prefer being a TV star to a movie star. Because when you're a TV star, you're in people's homes. Every day, and so they feel like they know you. They feel like you're approachable, as opposed to whenever you're a film star, they don't feel like they know you because you're not in their homes. You're, you know, on the big screen, and it feels so much more intimidating. So she loved that people felt connected to her in that way.
1: I totally yeah. like. I see that. Like, if you were to see Ooh. a movie star, you'd be like, "Oh." If you were to see a TV star, you'd be like, "Hey, I binge watch I you feel feel like all I the time." You. Yeah, exactly.
0: But Nathan. What did this show bring Betty in
1: 1952? An Emmy. Yes. So we don't want to spend an entire episode talking about every single show that Betty would ever be in. And every single moment of her life. Because it would be a three hour show. A three
0: hour show. A three three hour hour show. show. (laughs) So we don't want to spend... The entire episode just naming off all the shows she was on and all the awards she won because then it would just literally be a show of us listing off names of shows. So we're going to just kind of like a show of shows. A show of
1: shows. So we're
0: just going to (laughs) hit like the high points, like the things that really solidified her career. So the next big talking point was Betty White got a show called the Betty White Show in 1953. They were like, Betty, this is going to take a lot out of you because it's going to be every day for 30 minutes every day. So 30 minutes, five times a week. And she was like...
1: <laughs> and she laughed. I don't know who the she fuck you think
0: like, you're talking to. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I did five and a half hours per I, day. I think
0: I can <laughs> handle... Ooh. 30 minutes a day five days a week
1: <laughs> so this was a big deal because betty still being a woman she has a uterus oh my god she had total creative control uh
0: again except this one this time even more because it's her name on the title of this yeah show.
1: and she even hired a female director
0: Oh, Love it. Uh, Love it. Betty
1: was in her element. But She would go out and quote unquote warm up, which would later be a dispute between her and B. Arthur. So she would warm up in front of the audience and get the audience hyped. So she's giving a live performance and she's the star and she's going out exactly. there and hyping up the audience.
0: Yeah, if you go to like the Jimmy Fallon show today or something, before Jimmy comes out, They'll usually send a comedian out to get everybody, you know, get them riled going, up. Get them in the mood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for Betty to go out and do it on their own, people were like, you don't have to do this. But she enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So sadly, the show didn't last long and actually earned Betty her first controversy, besides her name not being Elizabeth.
0: <laughs> so, okay, her second controversy.
1: Remember, this is like 1950s pre-civil rights, deep Jim Crow South bullshit. And Betty had a tap dancer and singer named Arthur Duncan on as a regular person. And Duncan happened to be a black man. And in the South, this was a super unpopular move because
0: racism. Because racism. Have you gone back and watched the videos of Arthur Duncan yes. performing on the Betty he White show? He is
1: amazing.
0: He is so fucking cute. I could just He's kiss He's cute, talented, can sing,
1: can dance, can do yes. all of it. Why not put him on a TV show?
0: He's entertaining as hell to watch. And that's exactly what Betty was like. She didn't get the controversy at all. And the NBC Like NBC, the station that she was on, they told her they were like, having Arthur on is hurting ratings in the South and it's so hurting ratings overall. And they advised her have him on less. And she was like, Oh, I hear you, but I'm gonna have him on more (laughs) now because he is super talented and fuck you hoes, you know. I'm
1: raising the roof right now, (laughs) if y'all don't know, because she literally was like, No, he's Talented, he's amazing, Mm -hmm. and it just so happens that he's black. (laughs)
0: Like it has no
1: that has no bearing on how talented and amazing this person is.
0: Her exact quote of the time was, I'm sorry, deal with it. Or live with it. Yes. I'm sorry. Live with it. Yes.
1: So she dropped her mic, is what Katie was saying. (laughs) Um the show was canceled after two years, but Betty never regretted that decision she
0: she definitely ended up on the right side of history yeah she
1: ended up being a huge advocate for for racial injustice and all of that like she was very very good activist on that
0: so and arthur duncan who would go on to have a very successful career as a dancer to this day still uh credits betty white for his like jumping point jumping off point of his career
1: so betty snapped and pivot <laughs> 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 so she pivoted and she knew that she was really good at hosting shows uh especially variety shows so she knew how to like interview people but now she was going to be on the other side of it like televised game shows were becoming a huge Thing.
0: Yes. And like the 60s, that that really took off as a platform of entertainment. Televised. And I love the Game Show Network. We both
1: warmed up for this episode by watching game shows with Betty White on yeah. them. Um, <laughs> so they're huge. And
0: I love the Game Show Network. I love watching game Me shows. Me too. Anyway. I would love. Nathan, I really want to one day put together a team to go on Facebook. Family feud. Oh. Would you ever consider yes. going on family feud with me?
1: Yes. Like, how many that game shows so could good. we be on together? That would be horrible. Oh my God. The Amazing Race, w- we'd be just yelling at each other, and you would be oh, like, no, Dyslexia. I, and you'd be screaming at the I map. I can't
0: read the map. <laughs> no. Or just, I can't read. No, uh, no I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> mm, i would be so bad at that one but family feud i think i'd be really good on complete caveat that um or like side conversation that i can leave in for the patreon supporters i was watching uh bloopers from family feud the other day and there was like a celebrity family feud one and you know how at the end whenever it's like a uh, lightning round or whatever they call it where it's just like you name off things well it yeah. was, um snoop dog and um The phrase was "finish this phrase pie in the blank," and sky Sky. had already been sky had already been taken. So Snoop Dogg had to say something, and he said "pie in the horse." (laughs) (laughs) And just watching Steve Harvey react, like I think Steve Harvey just like sat down, like pie in the horse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? Where did that come from?
0: (laughs) Anyway, anyway, yes. Whenever we go on Podcaster Family Feud, we are going to do a lot better than Snoop Dogg.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Anyway. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Anyway. But no, this was a great medium for her because she is charming. She is funny. She is quick witted. Mm. And I think the quick witted had a lot to do with her success on keeping, like, continued, continuing to be invited back on to talk shows, and um, game shows. I mean,
1: this made her a household name. Like, have you watched Match Game and seen Betty White? Like, it's funny. Have you seen Password with Betty White? Like, she's awesome. She is.
0: And I mean, even into a couple of years before her death, she was still going on these, uh, like, interview shows. People wanted to have her because she was always willing to roll with the gag she was always committed to the bit and she was so funny and she talks about it in her book about like how important comedic timing is she's like time it just right and you'll always get a laugh and i think she learned that from her mother i mean when she okay about her, but yeah. when you
1: watch the golden girls like all they have to do is cut a look to each other and they just yes! have to look at each other at the right moment and make the right facial expression it's timing is everything.
0: I feel like that comedic timing is is something that some people... I, I don't think it can always be taught. You know what I, I mean? I know.
1: I feel like you're talking about me.
0: <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Clearly. So, anyway. The, anyway. Back the, to-
1: NBC noticed how much people liked having her in their homes. And they reached out to her and were like, hey, you want to host uh, the Today Show?
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever mentioned on this show before how much I I grew up with the Today Show. Growing up, my mom had it on every morning whenever we were getting ready. I still, like, at Thanksgiving, I had Nathan and some friends over and I was like talking about the Today Show. And I was like, well, Jenna and Savannah. And like literally everyone that was here was like, who are Jenna and Savannah? And I was like,
1: my BFFs.
0: They're they're (laughs) hosts on the Today Show. (laughs) I had no idea that they had uh, offered like Betty White hosting the Today Show was ever something that was discussed, I was shooketh. <laughs> different. But she said no. She said no but because guess, she didn't want to move to New York. Guess
1: who said yes? Like there was one other lady that we made know of, Barbara <laughs> Walters.
0: How different would those two career paths look right now? Well, Barbara if... wouldn't
1: have one and Betty White would have
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, it just blew my mind it just absolutely blew my mind just how different things would be for barbara walters if betty white would have taken that job what they say the reason she complete- turned it down was completely because she was like i don't want to live in new york i'm an la girl i'm not moving to new I york love it. which from somebody that comes from a place that is sunny and hot if you tried to get me to move to new york i i'd be no. hesitant as well not negative it is it gets cold there. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, Katie looks disgusted. Ew.
1: <laughs> so while Betty was making her name as the queen of game shows, uh, she appeared on the show called Password. Uh, Password was hosted by a guy named Alan Ludden, uh, who just lost his wife like a year before they met. And the two of them hit it off like crazy
0: their on-screen chemistry it was obvious
1: yeah literally soon after their first date he literally said i'm gonna marry you whoop Whoop. (laughs) love bomb
0: betty (laughs) he did kind of love bomb her and betty was kind of not into it like she cared about him and she liked spending time with him and she liked dating him but remember her last two marriages had been like no, you can't have a career on top of being a wife.
1: And she's she was a quote unquote career woman back in the day, and it yeah. was like, no, women can have jobs.
0: I get it. If you like, you just start seeing a guy, and he's like, "I'm going to marry you." I also get how it could be like, all right, chill the f- take several seats, my several, man. you know, like <laughs> absolutely not. She liked him and everything, but she was a bit like, "Who do you think you are?"
1: It was taped in New York too. And she just hated New York. She hated New York.
0: He didn't hate, she didn't hate New York, but she didn't want to live there. And he lived in New York and she lived in LA. And she was like, I also just turned down this huge career opportunity (laughs) to, because I didn't want to live in New York. How's it going to look if I moved to New York for a man over my career? Like, she was. I, f- I think she was just jaded yeah, by sure. love. And for so sure. she just didn't. She thought he was going to want her to change. She
1: had like, quote unquote, two failed marriages. And it was like, eh, he just yeah. wasn't the right guy for you. But I, it was a different time. Like, so she right. was definitely jaded at this point.
0: In most cases, we say no means no. <laughs> you know, <Yes>. uh, like, <laughs>
1: absolutely. Queen's podcast statement.
0: No means no. So in most cases, if a girl says she doesn't want to marry you, don't love bomb her and walk away. That didn't stop him.
1: That didn't stop him at all.
0: (laughs) I know. Like while I was reading it, I was like, "Er, "Is this problematic?" But it ended so nice. Right. Right. He
1: proposed. This
0: is this is the this is the exception, not the rule. (laughs) Alright, no so you know. teach
1: to yeah. the the you don't teach to the <laughs> exceptions.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: So Alan proposed three times. Like I remember watching the documentary on Netflix. They have one on Netflix. Go watch it. Yeah. Um she literally was like, he just kept proposing over and over and over and over. He even like wore the wedding ring on a little necklace and was like, Are you gonna marry me? <laughs> Like, would just literally, it's yeah. so cute. It is so cute. She'd
0: walk into the building and be like, Hey Alan, and he'd be like, Will you marry me? And she's like, Oh, this is good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But the final time, uh, he sent her a stuffed bunny on Easter with some earrings that were like sapphire and some shit, and then mm-hmm. obviously had the ring on it because he knew that she could never say no to a cute, helpless, fuzzy little animal. <laughs>
0: Mm. and that i mean it, it worked. <laughs> they were married <laughs> they got hitched <laughs> she was she was in la he was in new york she got the gift she called him up and he said hello and she said i do
1: yeah i think she just uh, so i think in the documentary the thing was this was like just say yes just say yes just say yes and like she called him up on that day and was like yes and she just said yes. <laughs> and he was like,
0: Oh. And so they were married a few months later in June, June 9th. I think it was no, let's just say June 1963. Later on, Betty would say that her only real real regret in life is resisting Alan at the beginning. She she said, you know, I I lost that year. I could have had a whole another year with him.
1: I think she regretted that. She regretted that.
0: She regretted putting her pride in her career before alan but how was she going to know that he was going to go on to be the love of her and how
1: did she know she was going to go on to have a career like that
0: still yeah (laughs) seriously the two of them had a very very happy marriage so let's while we're on a while we're on a high note let's take a quick break top off our drinks and we'll be right back History of Everything is just the right podcast
1: for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.
0: And we're back. Nathan, did you top off your dirty martini? Yes,
1: I did.
0: I've switched to, I've just gone straight to her
1: potato water was not good.
0: It wasn't really doing it for me. It was fine, but. You were just drinking olive
1: juice, is what you were doing. Basically,
0: basically. So I'm just. I'm just on the tea train now. So, anyway,
1: Betty packs her bags and she's ready to go. Um, and she moves <laughs> her two dogs.
0: What was that song? What, I, is that a song or did you just make something up? bags are
1: packed and I'm ready to go. I'm standing like here outside song? your door. I hate to realize it. I'm leaving oh. on a jet plane. Don't know oh. when I'll be back. Oh.
0: be back
1: okay Anyway, he's like is that a real song
0: i didn't know if you were just like riffing like maybe
1: so maybe so but (laughs) betty is on a jet plane doesn't know when she'll be back again
0: she takes her two dogs and she's moving in with alan and his three kids and she moves to new york Yeah. Like like she said, she never would. Right.
1: And then fate would have it that Password moves from New York to Los Angeles.
0: (laughs) Woohoo! So she didn't have to live in New York very Yeah, she got her way. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So they're an adorable TV power couple. Like for sure. Oh my
0: god. It's so cute on the first episode of Password that she's on after their honeymoon It's so cute. Like at the end of the episode, he's like, Betty, what's the password or something like that? And she goes home, Alan, take me home. It's so adorable. Yeah. But they were doing all kinds of guest stars, starring roles. The love
1: boat. Sorry, I'm in a singing mood. That's okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: the odd couple they were on tons of talk shows together i watched this one uh talk show that they were on together called tattletale which it was very it's very much like the newlyweds show but i don't think you have to be newlyweds to be on it and they oh god they were just so fucking cute together they, they were, just, were
1: like they riffed off of each other really well yeah. they were able to like i don't know it was really you could good. tell
0: they were in love i know
1: third time's a charm yeah (laughs) so in the early 70s uh betty's really good friend mary tyler moore maybe you've heard of her had one of the most popular tv shows uh amazing writers the writers in this show i think elevated tv in a way
0: did you ever watch the mary tyler moore show
1: yes it was genius
0: because when i was a kid i fucking loved nick at night I was not popular. I was not cool, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was like
0: really into Nick at Night. And so I remember loving the Mary Tyler Moore Show, but I haven't watched it since I was like ten or something. And a lot of I, I those, uh, liked
1: Nick at Night. I was really not popular. I was not popular.
0: <laughs> I was bookish, to put it kindly. Um, <laughs> But I'm like, hey, guys, did y'all watch Adrian and last I, night? I, I love like, Lucy. Uh.
1: I love Lucy. Come on, bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, I don't I didn't remember a whole lot of it. So this week, because it's on Hulu now, I watched a couple of Mary Tyler Moore shows. And it was I was expecting it to be so much cheesier because a lot of older shows are cheesy when you watch them with like a modern gaze
1: lens yeah and it's
0: still fucking slaps it's a fucking hilarious <laughs> show there are some outdated stuff on it of course but it's really funny
1: i know and they wrote this character named sue ann and i spoiler alert um sue ann is based like uh blanche from golden girls is actually based on sue ann.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Like, we'll about, get yeah. to
1: it. But Sue Ann, they wrote this new character for her. She's this older homemaker. She's super duper happy, but she's real slutty. And yeah. that's yeah. what is amazing.
0: Like It's, it's so funny. Genius. If you've never watched it, so um, Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore is like a news producer and they have this news segment on their show called the happy homemaker with sue ann and sue ann is this character that when she's on camera she's like and this is how you make the perfect turkey and she's just like this bubbly bubbly housewife but then when the cameras turn off she's uh she's sleeping with everyone's husband you know
1: like (laughs) it's my brand that is my brand like and the writers
0: uh. the writers of it in the writers room they were like We need someone so sweet, somebody disgustingly sweet. We need a Betty White type to play Uh, this. uh,
1: Long story short, they got Betty White.
0: (laughs) They didn't get a Betty White type, they got Betty White.
1: (laughs) So huge career move for Betty. Mm -hmm. Like her role was meant to be this like one time cameo, but she ended up being on the show for the next four years. Years. Like, (laughs) like this is a staple she hadn't been in a tv sitcom in a recurring role in almost like 20 years mm-hmm. but at this point it was like a whole new generation were getting to see her comedy like yeah. her timing like we've been talking about that and when we tell you this girl had comedic timing y'all. y'all it was like i look up to that and i like to pride myself on my timing and she is genius.
0: She's so good. She knows how to hold that silence until there's just until the and exact she can right just
1: point. and she can just like turn her eyeballs to the left just a little bit. Yeah, and then that's the timing that you it's need, and the, you bust out laughing. It's like in it's just that
0: subtlety of uh, the humor. Uh, uh, genius, and just genius. and just how like oh yeah, I. It's kind of something you can't even put into words. You have to go watch it. If you guys haven't watched her on the Mary Tyler Moore show, I suggest you do so. Brilliant.
1: So she won an Emmy in 1975 again and in 1976 for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy again.
0: Right? (laughs) Second Emmy. But yeah. not the last. Not the yeah. last. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She was, it was her quote unquote breakthrough role, even though she had been steadily acting for like yeah, the right. last 20 years. And I think it's so cool though that her, considered her breakthrough role, even though she's already a household name, was, in her, right. in, was when she was in her 50s. I, I love th- it. I love, I love a good. I love a good thirty under thirty list, but I also love hearing of people like breaking through in their what they're passionate about later. In a, life
1: cougar well. <laughs> yeah, a cougar <laughs> countdown.
0: A cougar countdown. I fucking love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Uh...
0: So that Mary Tyler Moore show went off the air in 1978, but Betty was still steadily working along with Alan. Like they were still doing game shows. He was still hosting Password. They were it's still doing. It's a fun doing... gig.
1: It's a fun yeah. gig. Like they that's were going a on totally the Carol Burnett
0: gig. show. Her and Carol Burnett were buddies. Like they were just a power couple. Like we already said.
1: Yeah, and then tragedy struck. I hate to be like the the. I know. Burr, burr. I know. There's I no
0: know and there's no fun way to transition into no. this either. It's just like they were on top of the world until they weren't in 1981
1: yeah, he ended up being diagnosed with stomach cancer and literally passed away a year later which honestly i don't even quick. think it was a
0: whole year later i think it like within the year like he was diagnosed yeah. in 81 and he died in 81 but
1: but like, to be honest with you that's how i would want to go like i wouldn't want it to be dragged <sighs> out over I five guess. years i was just quick I done guess. bye Uh, But it was just five days shy of their 18th anniversary. Why does she do this to me? I
0: know.
1: (laughs) She has a thing with anniversaries and birthdays and... uh,
0: (laughs) Just just missing them. But (sighs) but it was obviously... This was the love of her life. She never married again. As far as we know, she never had any kind of romantic relationship Mm -hmm. again. She would tell Larry King later down the line when he was like, why didn't you remarry? She goes, once you've had the best, who needs the rest? And uh,
1: uh, uh death, uh,
0: oh my god, love also. Her. I feel like it was also, I don't know about you. Um, I was lucky enough to know um, three of my great grandmothers, and I know um, and they're the same, they're like the same age as Betty, I think maybe like five or six years older, but in around that age. And two of my great grandmothers lost their husbands in the 70s. And even though they lived until the 2000s, they never remarried. So I think it's also a bit of a generational thing of once you've had... That is my husband. Yeah, my that husband. it's just like, why would you? You have even to look say
1: it with a southern voice. My husband. My husband.
0: <laughs> but I think it was also a generational thing. Also, she was she was heartbroken as you would be.
1: Yeah, and she lay low for a couple of years, like from his death until 1983. We just don't see a whole lot of her. She thought, like some people thought, that she may retire at this point. I mean, I mean she's she's 60s.
0: 60s. She's been working nonstop since she was 18. So they've got a little, they've got some money stored away. She could retire. It's not a money thing Mm because if she wanted to retire now, she's got several shows in syndication. She can. He had money. She had money. She could have retired at this point if she wanted to. But that's not... Her lifestyle, that is yeah. not her thing.
1: she doesn't like to lay low, does Mm-mm. she? Mm-mm. Uh, after a year of recovering from heartache, she was back, and she stayed back. She did. <laughs> she came
0: back with a new game show called Just Men, which- Sounds like admit. my
1: Saturday night.
0: <laughs> oh, I th- I, I've missed this one. It was before our time, and I guess it didn't stick around for too long, but- she won an Emmy for it. She mm-hmm. became the first woman to ever won an Emmy for being a game show host. So she's just first on first on first on first up here.
1: I know, right? And she got public with her animal, let me say it, act not activism. So not she activism. was very, she was even like, I'm not a feminist activism. I'm not activist. She was an advocate so I wonder, I wonder
0: why she made that because she did go out of her way all the time to be like, "I'm not an activist, I'm an advocate." I wonder if that's because like activist sometimes has like a negative connotation with yeah. it, like with no, extremists. That's,
1: that's what I was totally thinking. Is like activist yeah. means I'm going out and burning down the fence because yeah, I am doing this, yeah. as opposed to an advocate who's like, "Hey, I'm here to support you right. as long okay. as it's legal." Yeah.
0: <laughs> Be, she like really she'd always been a huge animal lover, but now she's like I've got a platform, I've got the income, I'm going to be really open about my um, support of animals, her animal advocacy.
1: Oh, it's um, so cute! Like she's watched the Netflix documentary. She's yes. feeding a grizzly bear. That
0: oh my gosh! So In the book that I book that I didn't read, I listened to the audio book. If you asked me. She talks a lot about all the pets that she's had over her life and just and she she narrates it, which is a delightful way to spend your time listening to Betty White read her own book. Just the way she talks about her animals is so passionate and so compelling and so sweet. She Katie's about, in love. I'm in love. <laughs> if I if I wasn't already, I am now. But she talks about just how she would donate money to causes of like. Getting people that needed working dogs, like Seeing Eye dogs, that couldn't afford Aww. them, donating money so that they could get the working dogs that they need.
1: Betty was on the board of a handful of animal welfare cha- charities and organizations, as well as the LA Zoo Board of Directors. Maybe you've heard of it.
0: She worked towards funding like animals that you know were police dogs or other kind of working dogs she worked towards charities that funded finding them good homes after they transitioned like were too old to be working dogs anymore yeah herself she adopted a um seeing eye dog that had been retired named pontiac
1: it oh, was a, a very, very
0: handsome golden retriever <laughs>
1: handsome squish yes, face. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: so one story really love was Betty was offered a part in the Jack Nicholson movie from the 90s as good as it gets. Maybe you've heard of it.
0: Do you remember that movie? Uh,
1: I vaguely remember it. Vaguely.
0: Yeah, like I kind of remembered it, so I had to look it up. It has Helen Hunt in as well, and apparently it was like uh huge yes. fucking movie! like it was a smash yeah. hit the box office
1: so in the movie someone throws a dog down a garbage chute which what <laughs> <laughs> like betty sees this <laughs> and is like um i can't i can't i can't do this
0: <laughs> she was like what if a, like in the movie the dogs ends up being just fine but she's like what if a kid sees this in this movie and recreates it because they think it's funny mm-hmm. i can't live with my and then that dog is hurt i can't live with myself knowing i had anything to do with that
1: she sees her influence and also I she,
0: she didn't need the money you know no i'm sure yeah so <laughs> she's just fine and they wouldn't take it out of the film and so she wouldn't be in the film so that's why she is not in the jack nicholson smash hit as good as it gets
1: So anyway, back to the 80s Because we love a good shoulder pad Mm -hmm. And some tacky colors
0: Some bright Um, blue eyeshadow Big
1: earrings Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. So after a few recurring roles On sitcoms here and there um, She is sent the script For a TV show You know You love It's called The Golden Girls
0: Thank you for being a friend (laughs)
1: <laughs> Ooh,
0: doesn't love the golden girls i know like when it was actually on it was a little before our time but i grew we grew up with it in syndication every afternoon after school just, every sick day it was just it, was, noon. Just, it yes. was just
1: life it, life
0: every summer we'd watch the golden girls it was just a show that i could watch with i thought was funny my mom thought was funny my grandma thought was funny we'd all watch it. <laughs> everybody together. was on the same page yes yes it is so iconic
1: and she was offered guess guess the role that she was offered katie i know you know the answer <laughs>
0: Well, based on her Sue Nevin's character earlier, they thought that she would play the sexpot Blanche just perfectly.
1: I know. And she,
0: okay. uh, hot
1: take, hot okay. take. Okay. I think Queen's Podcast has a hot take and the hot take is, I think she would have been great. I think, I think she, she would have nailed great. it. Yeah. I think she would have nailed it. I think she would have knocked it out of the park because it's Betty White. Yeah. Like for real she would have um, done
0: great but some the director was like you know what let's try you guys playing betty i want you to play rose the dumb one
1: and rue mcclanahan you play blanche yes. and rue just hit it out of the park and then bet i think they i think it was one of those moments where you play the opposite yeah of what you're supposed to and then it just clicks like it, it was like Okay, that's what I was supposed to do. And yeah. I think that's what happened with the both of them. Was like Blanche, <coughs> excuse me, Rue McClanahan was supposed to play the innocent young, like, oh, I'm from Saint Olaf, but yeah. then she played the slutty character, and it was like, whoa, she just that's brought perfect. Like Yes, <laughs> and yes. so they just played off of each other so amazingly. But could I, I can imagine a switch? Like I can imagine them, but switching. I wouldn't want it. I love, but I wouldn't perfect. want it to happen. It's
0: exactly how it is. Rose was just the fun. Like they're all funny. All four of the main characters in this mm-hmm. show are hilarious, but Rose is just a standalone kind of character. It, it, she just enhanced the show. So, and nobody, so
1: nobody expected this to be a hit. No. Like this was about four old ladies in Florida. Retired. Retiring. Like this what? sounds miserable. Like it yeah. sounds awful, but.
0: Everybody was like this. This show is gonna, because all of the actresses on it had been working for years and they were like, after this show, these four women are all gonna retire. This is gonna be the nail in their coffins. Nobody is gonna watch this show about four old ladies living in Florida. But
1: <laughs> hindsight is 2020. <laughs>
0: like, they did. People did. <laughs> they <watch. laughs>
1: made gold. It's yes. called Gold.
0: <laughs> the Golden Girls aired from 1985 to 1992 and it was a huge hit. But of course, we don't have to tell y'all that. Y'all yeah, know the every, Girls.
1: everybody loves this show. I fall asleep to it every night and Betty is just amazing Everyone and once again Betty. a whole new generation is introduced to Betty White. This is like Guys, we're working on like three or four generations now, and she's yes. just in the eighties.
0: She keeps <laughs> she keeps making her new breakthrough role. New generations keep being introduced to her and falling in love with her.
1: And she's that woman that can give you the ultimate punchline. Like she's yes. so good at doing that. And guess what? She wins an Emmy. Again, <laughs> in 1986,
0: she won an Emmy again, ten years after her second Emmy from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. So that so, that's
1: two. That's just so, two casual Emmys. Well,
0: that's four altogether now.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, she was nominated for an Emmy every single year that the Golden Girls was on, and in the end, all four women. Would win an Emmy in
1: 1992. B. Arthur decided to leave the show, and honestly, guys, you really can't do that show without any no, of
0: them. any no. of them. Well, they so, tried to do a spinoff uh, without B. Arthur called The Golden Palace. No, great. They replaced B. Arthur with Don Cheadle. Um, probably not something Don Cheadle's put on a lot of resumes. <laughs> it was. <laughs>
1: So, there are some whispers that Betty and B had a feud that we'll maybe talk a little bit more about in our Patreon episode. Yeah. Uh, But that's what kind of broke everything up.
0: Also, I think B. Arthur was like, I want the show to go out while it's still popular. Because we, we, I mean, look at the last few seasons of The Office or Friends. Oh. And. And while you're still while people are still like you, you know, use and so lube, I think it was
1: Katie, use lube.
0: Well, am I <laughs> lying? Oh, my no, God, you're not. The last, you're not like the last season of Friends was fucking painful. So it's I get it. Go out while, yeah, right. go out while you're people right. still like you. And so I get why B did it.
1: Okay, is it wild that we're this far into an episode and we're just now talking about what she's famous for, like Golden Girls? Or what Girls? she's most hey. famous
0: for, like what everybody uh, yeah, knows right. her for is the Golden Girls, and we've been talking for an hour and a half, and we're just now getting to <laughs> I it. I
1: know, right? And she's now like 63. Like, she's in her gigs. At, like, that's awesome.
0: She's got, she yeah, she got the gig that has made her most famous when she was 63. Like we were saying, don't stop chasing your passion. Go after it.
1: It'll happen. Okay, but now it's over and she's 70. So it's obviously time to retire, right?
0: No, of course (laughs) not. It's Betty fucking White. She's not retiring.
1: (laughs) She's got another 20 something years left in her.
0: Again, we're not going to list everything she did after the Golden Girls because we're just listing stuff. But during the 90s to the early 2000s, She basically guest starred on everything. Yeah. Family Guy, that 70s show, Boston Legal, game shows, talk shows. She just never stopped working.
1: Work, work 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 if you're better work work
0: work 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 <laughs>
1: so she also started putting out her memoir so there's three all together
0: she co-wrote a novel she she yeah like this woman did not take days off she, i feel like that mentality from the television the hollywood on television show just never left her Right, she's no, like, I gotta always correct. be working, I gotta be working five and a half hours move, a day, move, six days move, a week. Go, yeah. go,
1: go. Yep, yeah. yep, I completely agree. So, her last memoir was from 2011, uh, which Katie listened to on audiobook, just yeah. listening to your
0: Betty White talk. Okay. I, I knocked it out like I was done with it in two days because I, all-
1: I, I saw this article. That was like, don't call Betty White your grandmother because she never wanted children. I was like, but I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> can't stop me. I think she'd be okay with it. I think she'd yeah. be okay with it.
0: I think she would be fine with it. Yeah, the book that I listened to, you know, the audio book, she won grammy for best spoken for reading word a book <laughs> yes for reading her audiobook so now we've got Emmys, sag awards grammy i bet she never expected to win a grammy but grammy award-winning betty white well
1: okay okay but she was a good singer back yes. in her day That's she true. was That's true i had listened to her sing and been like damn
0: girl you're not wrong so let's fast forward to the year 2010 this was a huge year in Betty's career at the young age of 88. She had a career <laughs> renaissance as people like to put it.
1: Yeah, she just done that movie um Proposal with Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock.
0: Have you seen that movie? I love that movie.
1: Uh it's so cute.
0: It's so it's cheesy, it's cheesy romantic comedy, but eh, I don't
1: but I'm cheese. here for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not lactose <laughs> intolerant, it's fine. <laughs> After that, she got asked to do that Super Bowl commercial, the Snickers commercial. I laugh oh. every time I see that commercial. Oh, was that
1: the one where he was like...
0: They're playing football, and it's like Betty and he's White like, gets like, stop riding me. You're playing like Betty White out there. And then she goes, that's not what your girlfriend said last night. And I swear to God, every time she says, that's not what your girlfriend said last night. I can't help but laugh. It's fucking (laughs) hilarious.
1: It is genius.
0: So after
1: that commercial, some guy in San Antonio, Texas, like, has this petition that wants Betty White to host SNL. So Betty had turned down SNL for a couple of times in her life. But her agent convinced her to do it. And guys, I remember it i watched it, it i was remember a that one hit. too
0: it was a um, mother's day special and they had a bunch of women that had been off of snl for years like mm-hmm. tina fey amy poehler maya rudolph they, these people had all already left snl but they came back to do the mother's day special with betty white i
1: know but she did tell her agent during the snl like rehearsals and everything she was like never again but i mean (laughs) she's 88 and live television is very stressful
0: in her book she talked about specifically like the quick changes um and having to read cue cards stressed her out the most i Um, would be
1: stressed out just being there (laughs) Though she did say
0: it made her feel better like tina fey would give her like little hacks on how to handle some of because it had been she used to do live tv mm-hmm. every single day but it's been you know like 70, 70 years 60, 70 <laughs> like years. it's been yeah. forever
1: <laughs> uh so that same year betty starred in her last tv show called hot in cleveland i never uh, saw
0: that i didn't have it's I've, cute it's, it's cute. cute i've never had tv land which is I what i think it comes on it's Mm -hmm. never been on any of the cable packages i had so but i know it looks cute so good for her it is it is cute so in
1: 2010 was also the year that betty spoke out about her support for the lgbtq plus alphabet soup community so many of her friendships in hollywood leading up to like she's always been a supporter like we can't deny that golden girls is even like obviously yeah lgbtq plus like forward
0: and she had a long friendship with Liberace as well
1: Mm -hmm. also important to remember that in 2010 gay marriage was not legal so guys yeah remember that um it was a hot topic so it was a lot more
0: controversial to support than it is now
1: and she was quoted as saying I don't care who anybody sleeps with. Round of applause. Yes, yes, um, yes, If a couple has been together all that time, I think it's fine if they want to get married.
0: Yep. We're mm-hmm.
1: giving applause.
0: <laughs> true, true statements.
1: Mind your business, take care of your affairs, and don't worry about other people so much.
0: Mic drop. <laughs> I Mic mean, fucking applause. drop. She lives
1: for the applause, like applaus Lady Gaga. Applaus,
0: applaus, applaus.
1: Keep going, Katie. No
0: (laughs) During 2010 Someone asked her you know what do you think about This career renaissance you're having And she's like what the fuck are you talking about I have never stopped working And she hasn't If you look at her IMDB There's really I mean whenever When Alan died I mean she took a She took a year or so off But besides that there aren't really any gaps in her resume there yeah no i remember
1: years. i remember people saying to her like oh you made a comeback and she was like a comeback i Don't never left
0: yeah, well, i never left <laughs> i was here
1: the entire time <laughs>
0: oh something that i love this story something else that happened in 2010 which she said was the highlight of her comeback year was that in november 9th 2010 her first career aspiration came true and i'm getting goosebumps the USDA Forest Service Department had a ceremony in Betty's honor and made her an honorary forest ranger. Hmm. Isn't it, like they gave her a hat and everything. She'd always wanted she to, be to be a forest ranger. She got to be a forest ranger, y'all. <laughs> the chief of the U.S. Forest Service told her, you're an inspiration for all of us to never give up on your dreams. Hmm. And she said that during the ceremony, she could feel her father's presence. She could feel him there being proud of her.
1: Oh, my little gay heart is twinkling. And if that isn't the
0: sweetest fucking thing you've ever heard. Like that is so. He would have
1: been so proud. I love this journey
0: for her so much. I know.
1: I'm not crying. You're crying.
0: I'm crying a little bit. I know okay. <laughs> <Why>? me too. <laughs> so
1: Betty carried on working as an actress and working for charitable causes for years. Her last performance as an actress was in 2019, lending her voice to the Toy Story movie franchise. But with the hit of COVID-19, soon she laid low afterwards.
0: I mean, uh, and she, we were all like, yes, Betty White, stay home. Yeah. <laughs> stay yeah. home. We don't Betty White.
1: we don't want to lose you too um though this was a horribly horror divisive time in this country we've been through a lot in the last two years but it seems like everybody loves betty white
0: it was the one thing that america could agree on you know i know mass vaccines we can argue betty white no argument we love her her. and i (sighs) i feel like we needed something like that and she Mm
1: -hmm.
0: was that for america
1: she's she's immortal She'll live on my silver screen in my television home. Golden Girls for life. I love her. But like you were saying, sadly.
0: On New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2021, Betty passed away quietly at her home just 18 days before her 100th birthday.
1: Her and anniversaries and birthdays.
0: Her last words were of Alan, her husband.
1: I know, I read that and I wanted to
0: cry. Let's talk about this woman's legacy.
1: She is in the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest female career in fucking entertainment, and you better eat it.
0: Eight Emmys, a Grammy, three sags, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame.
1: She's in the Television Hall of Fame, y'all we really had to skim over this career and the names of the TV shows and the achievements that she did because there's just so many. Like she's insanely talented, beautiful, gorgeous. And who told you you weren't photogenic? Fuck them.
0: They lied. Um, (laughs) But now finally got to retire at the age of 99.
1: And now she finally gets to retire... And rest with her husband and her hundreds of pets that she's had over the years. And here's and cheers to the love of her life, Alan.
0: Cheers to what an amazing life. What a don't give a fuck attitude. I am going to do what I need to do, but do it with love and gratitude and just how to live a life as a class act. To fucking Uh, Betty White. Raise a glass. That
1: fucking sparkle. That sparkle in her eye. Cheers, (laughs) bitches. (laughs) Clink.
0: All right. We'll catch you next time, guys.